It's been the better part of a year since I last posted a podcast, and that's not because we didn't have interviews recorded, and there's not a good plan for why that happened, but I will catch you up on what happened. But first, I just want to say, hello, human. It's good to be in front of the microphone again. I am excited to continue this journey. I almost wanted to say, pick back up where we left off, but that's not really what's happening for multiple reasons. But this year has been a doozy for me. And I'm sure, given what's going on at large in the world, it's probably been an interesting year for you too. So to catch you up on what's happened since I last spoke in front of the microphone, well, since I last published something I spoke in front of the microphone. I'm going to take us back to the end of 2019, where I'm looking in and preparing for what looks to be the best year of my life so far. Good morning, passengers, and welcome to Flight 2020, the year where all those wonderful things you want to happen and get done, get done and happen. We expect smooth skies ahead, but in case of a life-destroying catastrophic failure, please buckle up for safety. Overall, everything seemed to be going good. I felt like I was doing well, I was exercising, eating well, praying, meditating, all of the things that are general signs of me being in a good place. My son was doing well, this podcast was doing well. Misty was booking some incredible guests for the show early in the year, and it looked like this was about to be something really special. Flight 2020, air traffic control, I have never seen anything like this. Is it something really special? Captain, there is what appears to be a gigantic fuck your whole shit up storm system ahead. Hey everybody, it's me again. The pilot has just informed me that we've been hit by a mysterious fuck your whole shit up storm system, and neither of us really know what that means or what's gonna happen, but if you'd like to maintain some sense of control in this moment of panic, please buckle up for safety while you plummet to doom. Doom! I was crashing. Not quite as fast as a plane crash, but fast enough to realize it. You know, sometimes these things sneak up on you and you wake up and look around and all of a sudden your life's gone to shit. Well, no, this was noticeable. It felt like I was losing fuel and fast. My energy levels were tanking. And at first I thought it was depression. So I went and dealt with it like I normally would with depression while continuing to hang on and try to stay coarse. I went to mental health professionals, we increased the medication I was on, made adjustments to it, I think even added a new one, all while trying to hang on to life as I knew it, which generally wasn't working. I would fling myself into my office at 8am only for gravity and the lameness of my body, the lack of vitality to end up with me on the floor at 10am, miserable that I didn't have the energy to even be a regular functioning human. Some things managed to get done. Misty kept scheduling incredible guests and we would plan them so I could sleep before, show up, get the interview done, and then rest after. And while I love the interviews and I'm so excited to share them with you, the quality of life during this time was terrible. I couldn't prepare 
for the interviews as much as, as I'd like. Several of them meant not having read their books. And so there comes a time when something magical happens, which I like to call surrender. And I surrendered to the situation and admitted something was really wrong. And I went to the doctors, the regular doctors, not the brain doctors. For anyone else that's had some sort of mysterious condition, you know what comes next, which is the slow and infuriating process of testing. And testing we did. And it goes so, so slow. The doctor orders a few tests. We wait a few days. The test results come back. It's not there. So we order some more tests, wait a few days. The test results come back. Everything's fine. It's a very strange place to be where you're hoping to find a bad test result because that means that you can finally treat the problem. But I was hoping we would find something wrong with me. Alanine, immunotransphase test, complete blood count test, creatine and calculated something, hemoglobin, thyroid stimulating hormone, fasting lipid panel, testosterone, urine chlamydia test, tranpanina, palladium, malado, antibody, aspartate, aminotransfers, alanine, aminotransfers, C-reactive protein, plasma, hemocene, vitamin D, ferritin, sodium, potassium chloride, bicarbonate, blood, urea, nitrogen, creatine, calculated something, glucose, alkaline, phosphate, ferritin, iron, and total iron binding, alanine, aminotransfers again, complete blood count again, hepatitis C antibody, fasting lipid panel, fasting glucose, ferritin again, another iron test, alkaline, phosphate, helicobacter, something, screen for fecal stool fat, stool feces, occult blood, hepatitis C antibody, vitamin B12, tissue, this testing represents months of time passing, of me basically dedicating my life to trying to get better. And towards the end of that list, my doctor doesn't even want to order more tests. She's convinced nothing's wrong with me, and so it's literally me reading the test, reading about my symptoms, trying to figure out more things we could test for, asking my doctor to test for them, her arguing with me, us fighting about it, me trying to switch doctors, not switching doctors, getting the test. Until finally, cortisol. Sweet stress hormone cortisol that you're always told is dangerous to have too high. Well, it turns out that if your cortisol is fucked and way too low, that's also a problem. Like lots of things in life, balance is key. And I get a test result that says my cortisol is fucked. And then... Now to growing concerns about the deadly coronavirus officially hitting the U.S. Here's what we know. Fast-breaking developments in the coronavirus emergency in the U.S. and around the world. Breaking news tonight, the coronavirus forcing millions more Americans into virtual lockdown. This is where our experiences overlap. Without warning, for all of us, the world shuts down and everything goes on pause including, at the time for me in my mind, going to the doctor. And so, this is the part where the real healing begins. It's me, and a lot of blood work, and a lot of tests, a lot of information, something wrong with me, time, and the willingness to heal. This was new territory for me. I really did have all my eggs in one basket, which was Western medicine. I love and appreciate the hard sciences so much. And I may have talked a good spiritual game and about the power of belief and the power of yourself, but this was really the first time I felt like I had to live it. And if, and if I didn't do it, my life was on the line. My health was on the line. And so there are parts of the healing that I've chosen to keep private. That's very not like me, but 
there's a sacredness to what happened. But I don't want to leave you completely in the dark, so I'll tell you that it was me and the energy that I had and was able to muster at the time and a lot of blood work. And I called and I got second opinions. I talked to alternative practitioners for their thoughts and I had to just listen and trust my gut and try new things. I started using the little bit of energy I had to focus wholly on just being a fantastic father and working with my hands and creating. I created symbols for healing, a bracelet I'm wearing now, a walking stick. I played guitar, which I don't know how to play, by the way, but I played guitar. And through the help of alternative practitioners and a new friend who's a combat medic and somebody who I met who's been through something similar, supplements and diet and exercise and food and ritual and prayer and healing energy. I am really happy to report that I don't feel like my old self. I don't feel like I've healed to my old self, but I feel like I've emerged healed and that's in a new form, like a new stage of myself. So thanks for bearing with me. I feel incredibly lucky and blessed to be on the other side of this. And I am excited to get to know who I am in this new form and how what I have, the energy that I have, and the health that I have can work towards my purpose here on this planet. So I hope you enjoy the interviews to come. I have a bunch that were recorded before the um, modern era, as I'm calling it. So the specifics of my life may have changed a little. The medications I was on back then are no longer the medications I'm on now. But the core of it is just as true today as it was then. And I am so honored to have gotten to record them. And I am so grateful to be able to share them with you now. Whoever you are, wherever you are, and whatever condition you're in now, whether it feels hopeless and catastrophic or wonderful, I love you and I trust you. And I may not trust your media sources or your political representatives or your activists, but I trust you. Maybe not the you that you think you are, but the you-ness deep at your core. And so wherever you are and whoever you are, keep going. This is all part of the process. Until next time, human.